Hey everyone, I'm Maddie. And I'm Emma. And we're the Huga Girls. Huga, in short, is the pursuit of everyday happiness. Each Monday, we give you the tools to build your happiness toolkit through discussing topics related to social media, health and wellness, pursuing your passions, and so much more. Welcome to the Huga Girls Podcast. Hello, everyone, and Happy New Year. Welcome back to another episode of the Who Girls podcast and the very first episode of the year 2023, which is crazy to say. 2023, baby. Happy New Year, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in and for all of our new listeners. Welcome. We're so excited to kick off the new year with you all, and we're excited to chat chat all things you know new year's resolutions tips tricks just some random random chat for you all yeah question i feel like this is a very normal i guess new year's kind of mindset which this isn't to say like it's bad or good it just kind of happens did you have an existential crisis going into this new year or are you doing okay how do how do you feel about it so actually i'm feeling really good i'm feeling great and i'm i yes i'm really excited for this new year actually and this is the first year and as long as i can remember where i wasn't like okay i have this huge list of things that i want to accomplish and i want to achieve with my life this year and i think some of that is it's my first official year post-grad so obviously i graduated in 2022 um and i had about half if not more than half the year not in post-grad but I'm really starting to get settled into my routine with work. I'm content with my relationships in my life right now. And there's some stability. Yeah, there's some stability. And I think it's the first time in a really long time where, I mean, even in college, like you didn't know kind of what next quarter or next semester entailed. And I think that there's no existential dread for me. I'm just pumped. I'm ready to be here. But uh, what about you? Oh, okay. Well, I love existential dread. I honestly um, feel similar. Um, we know we have a little bit different circumstances of like what we're doing with our lives and stuff with both working um, also for first year postgrad or technically I graduated December 2021 which makes me sound so old um, but old I didn't girl. officially move out of my college town and stuff until this yeah. year and really start like my next chapter of life um, and I kind of feel the same way of like I'm ready to be in the group with 2023 and my sister was saying she was like I'm like you know like emotional about 2022 ending and I think a lot of that is having to like have unknowns in 2023 and there are a lot of knowns for my upcoming year but I like feel okay with that which is good so if you if you're listening and there's some stress weighing on you about like you just don't know what this year is going to hold you don't know how work's going to turn out school friendships relationships like be okay with not knowing and kind of ride that wave because even if you completely knew what you thought was going to happen, chances are you're gonna need a curveball. Yeah, it's probably not gonna happen anyway. So just be okay with like um, the progression that things are going at this time and uh, ride that wave. So I, I'm feeling good ride too. This was one wave. of the years that like I I'm very much like the negative things that happened to me last year. I'm leaving behind and I'm ready that a new year is kind of a metaphorical clean slate for yeah the no, next one. I like that. No, I, I like that. I think it's good. Do you have a word that you bring into the new year? Like for the past five years, I've chosen a word and I've yeah. tried to abide by that word each year. Okay, what's your word? I'm curious. Well, I was actually talking to one of my friends here that I've made Nicole on, on New Year's Eve. I was like drinking a little bit. But I was like, oh my God, my word of the year. It's like my word of the year. It's like we have to text each other tomorrow because this is like New Year's Eve before midnight. And I was like, yep. okay, Nicole, tomorrow we're texting each other our word of the year because I was like, I don't know if I'm prepared to 
come up with one right now but i've decided that it's passion um because i like that thank you i've decided that i am like i think i am naturally a passionate person and i really want to lean into that um and not be steered away from that because of like outside factors and really like do things like even you know you can enjoy something you can like do it but like do things with passion behind it so passion is my word what is yours I like it. I actually have two. It's like a phrase, I guess. Um, And I'll preface by saying 2022 was good, but it had a ton of challenges for me. I would say probably more challenges than I have had any other year in a very long time. And I felt like kind of coming out of that year, I was really positive at first, like I was doing really well. And then as you know, more things started to kind of build up and I just have more things happen. I almost ended up in more of a pessimistic mindset and I'm a very optimistic happy go lucky person um and so I want to get back to that so my phrase of the year if you will is choose happiness because like you were saying it's not there's not things that we can control every single year and so I think that there was just a lot that kind of built up last year where I was like okay like of course something bad is going to happen to me again like something bad always happens yeah that's not true you know like there's a lot of positive in life there's a lot of things that you can look forward to especially with the unknown um so yeah my my phrase this year is choose happiness Choose happiness I love that and that is a good mindset to because we think is happiness is something that like finds us a lot of the times but I feel like a lot of times we're exactly to we have to choose happiness and there's so many things in life where it's like really complicated to be happy which is totally okay to like have those moments too but on you know on a daily basis like you have to make the choice to be like I am going to choose to be happy so I I'm love that I actually last half full I this company reached out to me um and they wanted to like do a collab or something and they're basically offering to send me a neon sign and like you can get any phrase you want or you can get any image or something and I actually have this space above my bed that I'm like I don't know what to do with and I'm like oh I could always put my little like neon sign up there if we end up like doing this collab but I feel like choose happiness would be a good thing to I couldn't I can't decide so if you guys have any suggestions pursue everyday happiness that's what I was like if we had a little podcast studio yeah if we had a podcast studio I would get like huga or you know yeah maybe in the future yeah because neon signs they can be expensive so if you're gonna send me Uh one for free that'd be awesome but I just like that's a big decision they're like you can get anything you want yeah and like what what do you you're like oh oh and then all of a sudden like I have no idea um but choose happiness, a very good mantra that I could and that I like so much that I can envision above my bed at a neon sign. Yeah. So. Well, thank you. Thank you. I like <laughs> it. But kind of along those same lines, um, our Ask the Girls question for this week is what are y'all's New Year's resolutions? So Emma, I'm curious to hear your New Year's resolutions and your take on New Year's resolutions. I know that not everyone is like a fan of them, so I'm I'm curious to hear. I think I kinda know where you stand, but Yeah, I think resolutions honestly are just goals. And I think that goals are good so if new year is giving you a reason to set a goal for yourself to achieve something that you're wanting to achieve then I think it's a great thing I think that um and we'll kind of dive into more thoughts with it later but don't use I guess like the timeline of it as a way to put pressure on yourself as like okay like let's say in 2022 you never worked out at all like you you just like working out was not in your routine you didn't do that and so and let's say you start this new year resolution with like 
I'm going to work out every single day. Like, that's probably not realistic for you if you're someone that's, like, in zero habit of ever working out. So, I think resolutions, like, just keep them realistic for yourself. And so, I, I always say expectation is what leads to disappointment. So, set expectations that you know, like... You can you can shoot for the stars, but make sure that you could actually you can get there at some point. Um, but yeah, I think resolutions are great um, if you're just using them as goals for yourself because goals are good and goals are motivating. Um, for me, with my my actual goals, number one is to be active daily. I've actually been doing this challenge that's gotten me in a good habit of this so far. With it's a workout studio in Charleston where I live now, and they're doing a January challenge where you basically take 25 workout classes in 31 days. So you get like six days off throughout the month. Um, I like it. Yeah. So it's been good. And I've been doing that and they do a lot of fun classes. So they do like a class where you literally like work out on trampolines and a dance class and a step class and then some more like hit sculpt stuff. Um, But that's been good because right now when we're recording this, it's January 6th. Um, So I'm like five days into that because I've taken off one day so far. Um, but being active daily, and it doesn't have to be workout class, um, whatever that means to you. But that's one of my goals is just to do something active every day, and it's been kind of easy because I've good. had I've had a workout class every day. Um, and then yeah. my last two is number well number two is go to Europe. I haven't been to Europe, Ooh, so that's a like very that. like very like specific goal. Um, yeah, <laughs> but I would just like to go to Europe in twenty twenty three because I've never been. So that's on there, and then kind of along my my word of the year is to do things with purpose and passion, which speaks for itself. But yeah, those are mine. So what's... I love it. What's your take in in your resolutions? Yeah, I agree with you. I think that resolutions are essentially just goals and goals are important. I also think that a goal should be comprised of mini goals, um, which we'll dive into later in the episode. We're going to be talking about getting like 1% better every single day. And I think that small things really do add up. Um, So... And I'll touch on this a little bit later on the episode as well. But um, my one kind of resolution, I guess I have two. It kind of incorporates the two into it, um, is find a weekly routine that incorporates movement without spending money. Um, Because I was thinking about it and I was like, well, I really want to be more financially responsible in the new year. um, And I also want to incorporate movement in every single day. And I feel like in the past, I get so excited about exercise classes and about gyms and about yoga studios and whatever that I'll kind of like go overboard. Like I'll have this subscription and I'll go to this Pilates studio and then I'll have my Peloton and then I'll like go on walks and then I'll also go to core power. Like I have so much going on. And I was thinking about it and I was like, as of right now, I'm instructing yoga. So I have that membership, which is such a luxury to have. Um, And I haven't even been using it because I've been trying to try other studios. And that's something like I literally literally have a free studio. to use. Yeah. Like I'm like, I should be using that. And then even if it's not 100 percent what I want, like that's fine. It's still a hot room where I can like flow and practice yoga I have I'm thankful that I'm still on my parents Peloton membership um so I that's not an expense for me and I can do the little app anywhere so and I have an apartment gym and I also have an office gym so I literally have no excuse there again that's included in my um I was gonna say my tuition that's included in my (laughs) rent payments every month and it's also included in my benefits package for work um and then on top of that like especially when the weather starts to get warmer I want to be outside so I think that just 
having a weekly routine that incorporates movement without spending money is like my number one priority because those things add up. Even if you do like a twenty dollar, you get a workout class. class. You get a workout class. Yeah, and literally, (laughs) I like I went so crazy about it, and that incorporates into my second goal or resolution, if you will which is one 45-minute walk every single day. Um, and I know that there are going to be days that I miss. I know that that's just going to happen. Um, for me, I'm going to try to make an effort, one, from a mental health standpoint, I think it's going to be really good. Two, just from a couple of health things that I have going on, that's something that a couple of different doctors have recommended to me, so I know that that's helping. Um, and the other thing is, like, I just think, again, that ties into my weekly routine that incorporates movement without spending money. I can walk anywhere. The other day, I was um, coming back. I was on Southwest flying back from Christmas and that was like a whole ordeal ended up like yeah it was a whole thing but I ended up in the Atlanta airport when that was not originally my plan um and I was there for like four hours which isn't bad comparatively like people were stuck in the airport for days but I had already had my flight pushed back yeah it was a long time and I was like well you know what I'm just gonna walk so I walked five miles just in the Atlanta airport like I went down to like where the train is and I just put on a podcast and I walked back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and I ended up walking like five miles which is crazy and I didn't go into it being like hey I'm gonna walk five miles I just had time to kill and I wanted to move so it kind of showed me If you're flexible, you can do that anywhere. You can do it on a treadmill. You can do it outside. You could walk to work. You could walk to the grocery store. You can do it at Hartsville-Jackson Atlanta Airport. (laughs) Hartsville-Jackson International Airport. And I think that it's just, and I'll talk about this a little bit later too, but I think that there are ways to make your resolutions one resolution. So if your goal is to spend less money, it's to get in some sort of activity every single day that is like being active, and it's to help the environment. If you're in a position where you can walk to work every single day, you're not paying for gas money. You're getting in a daily exercise because you're walking to work and you're helping the environment because you're not getting in your car. Like there are ways to kind of put things together. And that's kind of my mindset going into this year. And I think just one more thing and I'll wrap up my little tangent about it. Um, I think that it's important to check in with yourself. So like reevaluate every single month. If the first month you do something and you're like, okay, I like this, but like this isn't working or I need to switch this up in some way or like, hey, I know my February is going to look different because I'm traveling a lot. Like what are ways that I can incorporate this in in small doses? I think that that's really important and just being honest and transparent with yourself. Yes, that's also great. Thank you for sharing. And Thank you for asking. I am, well, technically I didn't ask. That's true. Thank you, listeners and followers on Instagram. <laughs> I actually for don't care, but you know they wanted to know. She's obligated to ask. I'm obligated <laughs> to ask. Um, but that is great, and I love your little note about reevaluating because it is. That's like where resolutions can get toxic. Is like when you're holding yourself to like standards that you realize like might not just be working for you, um, and that is totally okay. Back to my point, like literally, you could think you have a step-by-step plan for your year or your month or your week or your day and it just like usually doesn't go um down those steps so um a little bit of reevaluation is definitely important um so getting into just what we wanted to talk about today we are so excited to be rolling through season five with the new year and we want to bring that hookah encouragement that we love um we love it's been a long time since we have had an episode that's like just me and maddie and well we were doing hookah for the holidays but this is yeah it's a little bit different yeah it's a little bit different we've had a lot of guests 
Yeah. Also, y'all, I apologize. We didn't do Hugo for the holidays. We were planning on doing like a Thursday episode where we talked about going into the new year, whatever. Long story short, that's when I was walking around Hartsville Jackson International Airport. Yeah. Um, it just became a whole thing. So, Emma, thank you for picking up the slack and for doing an episode. Y'all, if you haven't listened to our Hugo for the holidays episode, I think some of them are still applicable. Um, so definitely be sure to go listen. But we're excited for 2023 with you all. Yes, of course. And we're excited just to, we love, like, this is what inspires us to, you know, back to the passion too, is just getting to chat with you guys about things that matter to us and things that will help us a lot of times. Like, I, th- I think we say this all the time, but like, what we talk about isn't just like, we're so good at this. And so like, let us, no, we suck let us it guide you. Yeah, it's, it's things yeah. that are like real life issues, like for us that are helpful to talk to or talk through and things that we wish that we could like have someone to talk about. So we get to share that together, which is awesome. Uh, so we wanted to talk about being, first off, being 1% better every day. Uh, Maddie, do you want to share yeah. your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that this kind of goes back to what we were both talking about at the beginning. I feel like this is a time of year where we put a lot of pressure on ourselves of like, hey, I want to do this and I want to do this well and it's going to be perfect. And I have never met, and correct me if I'm wrong, but in my life, I've never met someone who sets a New Year's resolution and everything goes 100% according to plan. I just don't think that that's realistic. What I do think is realistic is doing bite-sized pieces of that resolution, of that goal every single day that is going to make you better. And at the end of the day, consistency is key. So say you put a dollar in your savings account every single day. At the end of the year, you're going to have $365. And that may not seem like a lot, but it's the same thing of like, if you want to, in a bigger situation, like spend 10 minutes every single day on a walk, you know, at the end of the year, that's a lot of minutes. That's a lot of hours that you put into yourself. It's a lot of walking. So I think that just focusing on 1% better every single day is key. And with that, it is the little wins that make up the big moments. And this is actually something that we were discussing at work the other day. If you guys don't know, I work in a sales department um, for a SaaS-based like tech company. And we were talking about going into the new year and our roles. And someone said that one deal that you make isn't going to make you the best salesperson. And to that same point, that one morning at the gym isn't going to make you super fit or that one meal that you cook isn't going to make you a chef. It's doing it consistently. It's showing up with your best foot forward every single day. And also recognizing from a standpoint that like things aren't going to go smoothly. You know, I was actually talking to one of my friends about this the other day, like no positive happens without some sort of negative. And I think that that's really important to talk about. And I feel like enough people don't talk about it. And I'm not trying to be negative in saying this, but if your goal is to run a marathon in June, And that's something that's really important to you. There are going to be days where you wake up and you're sore. There are going to be days that you wake up and it's still dark outside and you're not feeling it. There are going to be nights where maybe you can't go out for a late dinner with your friends because you have to wake up early the next morning and run before work. You're sacrificing something for the positive of running the marathon. And kind of in that same way, it's like there aren't going to be moments where everything is like all fine and dandy like those moments are going to exist and they're going to be there and that's going to be the majority of you pursuing that goal but I think it's unrealistic to assume everything's going to go off without a hitch I really don't think that that's possible and so kind of going back to my personal resolution of like reevaluating every single month I think that's so important in saying okay this is what worked for me this is what didn't and 
if maybe you're not a morning person and like Emma was saying, like your resolution is to get up at 5 a.m. and work out for an hour every single day at the end of month one, if you're like, okay, this is not working. Like I'm I'm miserable. Yeah. Like I, this is terrible. Maybe you reevaluate. Maybe instead of waking up at 5 a.m., the 30 minutes after work, you go straight to the gym and you make that consistency in your routine and you retrain yourself. And I think it goes back to habits and recognizing what works for you because what works for me is different than what works for Emma. And what works for Emma is different than what works for me. And what works for us is different from you guys. So we're just trying to give you the tools that we're going to hopefully utilize in the new year. But I think that getting 1% better is something that is so achievable. Yeah. And 1% obviously is like, that's a, that doesn't directly translate to, you know, how much you have to take that for what, you know, it means for you, like 1% of learning to cook, you know, maybe you're like, okay, how do I do 1% of that? But it's really just that like little push every day to get you towards where you need to be instead of expecting that push to happen all at once. I think what we remember like as humans is that we really want, like we want to succeed. We have this drive in us to succeed but like like Maddie was saying when our goals seem so big it's hard to believe in ourselves it's hard to be motivated and it's hard to feel good about yourselves like for example if, I, if I'm like I want to hit like I do social media if I'm like I want a million I have 300,000 followers on TikTok if I'm like I want a million followers by next week the odds are that's like not going to happen and obviously if you're listening to this you're like okay yeah that's probably unlikely but I'm going to feel so discouraged if I put that number on myself. So something I want to, just something I I think is really important is that try to avoid putting numerical measurements of success on yourself when possible. Some things are numerical in nature. Like I want to run two 5Ks, you know, there's a number. But numerical measurements meaning like, if you are doing social media and you want specific followers, like maybe not try to make your goal, I want 100,000 more followers. Maybe try to make your goal, I want to have a community that engages with me and enjoys my videos and maybe like listens to my podcast or, or something. Um, and that can be for anything. And instead of being like, okay, I need to burn... 400 calories a day maybe you're like okay I just want to get a workout in every day something that's like you're not looking at the number to determine how successful you're being because so many times it's it's like that number that we're looking for um or even you know if if you're not a runner and maybe even like one mile isn't good for you maybe it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna run for like until I feel you know till I feel like for 10 minutes yeah until I feel like I'm I'm around the block yep and, yep. and I'm pooped and I'm done instead of being like, okay, if I, I failed myself because I didn't do a full mile and I only did 0. 0.8. I'm like, that's still 0. 0.8 more than you were going to do. So um, yeah. trying to take off numerical measurements when possible, I think is a really healthy like mind space. And we live in such a world where like numbers are absolutely everything on social media, just at, at like work, at school, like numbers are everything and you can't ignore them, but you can be in control of like what you're what you're guiding yourself with in your heart and your mind with and Absolutely. if those are not numbers um and more more qualitative measurements of success and less quantitative I think you'll feel on the like output side of that a lot better about yourself yeah. because we want to feel like we 
if you're taking that one percent you are still succeeding um even if you're not at that number yet and we all want to succeed no we definitely all want to succeed and I think that at the end of the day and this is actually again something that was mentioned at work to me but you want to cultivate a culture of winning so you want to set yourself up for success and from a work standpoint for me in the sales department like if you have a specific quota and everyone on your team is not hitting that quota month and month and month again, you're going to get to a point where that quota seems so unachievable that you're like, well, now I'm never going to hit it. Like I've been trying my best. I've been working my ass off and I haven't even gotten halfway there. So like, why am I putting in all this effort if I'm never winning, if I'm never succeeding? So And that's a very different example because like you obviously can't lower your own quota or something at work or you can't determine, you know, if you put your best foot forward and you're in college and you can't determine like what grade you get on an assignment or something like that. But I think at the end of the day, like you were saying with Instagram followers, with TikTok followers, with quota, with your grades in school, whatever it may be, you know what works for you. And so for you, if you know, if the quota is 10 and you're hitting five consistently, that's your new goal. And once you hit that, you bump up to six, you bump up to seven, you bump up to nine. You know, if you're at school and you're consistently getting 70s on exams, talk to your professor, talk to the people in your class and say, hey, what's the average? Like, what am I supposed to be achieving? And then almost use that, like, use the numbers to your advantage. Don't see this them as a something that's, like, so crazy. <laughs> you know those hmm. You know those professors in school that are, like, you, you know, la- last semester, the highest grade on this exam was, like, an 80. And then I, I hate those professors because they're literally saying, like, this test that is, like, so best, hard yeah. to get an A on. Like, the average on this test from the other class was a 75, which is, like that's a whole different story because that's like so annoying that like people you should be able to get A's you know if you know the content whatever yeah that's like trigger from college but it's like you do have to that like success is relative like if the average is a 75 and you got a 75 like you you didn't like you didn't do that bad and it might be annoying but it is like culture of winning is so important for self-efficacy self-confidence and just going throughout your life I had a friend um like one of my best friends and I'm not going to name drop her, but if she's listening, she would know I was talking about her, but she um, was just really, really hard on herself about grades during college, and it was hard because maybe she was a really high-achieving A student, and there was a couple scenarios where she would get, like, a C or something on a test, which literally just happens to everyone, um, and I would not, like, literally for a week, I lived with her. For a week or two, I would not see her because she was beating herself up. She was, like, studying, like, literally would not like would not breathe until the next one where she maybe did better and then she'd be like okay I I don't know her measurement of her success was so numerical but I was like you are so smart and so capable and like you have so many other things going for you but like I would hate to see her like or not see her (laughs) like I lived with her and she would just be in the library after she got like a C for hours and hours or like be in her room and I was like I just feel it's not like there's a difference between like, okay, I really need to hunker down and like do better on the next one because my grades are important to me. Like that's completely normal. But it was like, I'm like beating myself up and like not going to let myself have fun because I just like got this grade, which she is like literally one of the smartest people I know. Um, And I hated that for her. And it's one of those things like she looks back and she's like, there's so much time I like spent like being so hard on myself. Um, 
So just being aware of your self-talk and setting up an environment where like your success is relative to like what you create and not what other people are telling you or not what a number is telling you because absolutely the culture of winning is the fact that like we do want to win if we're constantly being told by our work by our school by our self our friends whatever like that we're not succeeding at something or we're we're, quote losing like how are you gonna have a good day if you're like I have no way of like winning or no way of accomplishing this task so if those tasks seem too daunting you gotta you gotta mentally shift those yourself it's like if your boss isn't gonna do it for you you're gonna do it for yourself say I'm gonna walk in and like I know what my best is today and I'm gonna do that and then I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna feel good about myself and not feel bad about myself because Sally Q sitting beside me made three more sales it's like I still made seven sales so screw you Sally Q no and it's, (laughs) it's just one of those things where like if you can't avoid numerical measurements I'm saying like and I agree with what you're saying Emma in terms of like personal goals if you can avoid them if they're not placed on you by all means, try to do that. Yeah. Um, That's why I said I was like, when when possible. Yes, exactly. But like we're talking about in those moments where like maybe numerical values or measurements are directly enforced onto you. That's okay. There's still ways of kind of working around it. And one more final thought before we kind of bring it all together, wrap it all up from my end is I think that a lot of it is they always say they always say I hate it when people say that um they always it's a very com- say. they always you know what they say <laughs> you know, it's a it's a very common saying or phrase to say you know if you want a positive night ru- or a positive morning routine it starts in the evening it starts at night and we yes. even had guests on the show who have talked about this I made a whole really TikTok setting- video about this yes It's setting yourself up for success. So if you have these goals for yourself, what is your metaphorical nighttime routine that's going to set you up for success? In a literal sense, maybe it is a nighttime routine and maybe you're trying to wake up earlier and go for a run. So setting out your clothes the night before, making like sure everything is organized, your work clothes are set out, you've had lunch packed, you have breakfast ready in the morning, whatever it may be. But I was listening to a podcast the other day and they were talking about um, focusing on the five senses. And I honestly really like that. So creating a routine for yourself that's based off of the five senses. So if it's your night routine, touch is maybe you like your super comfy pajamas or you like your, you know, weighted blanket. Taste is maybe that you drink your magnesium before bed or um, you drink a chamomile tea or whatever it may be. Even if it's just brushing your teeth, you know, and having the toothpaste flavor. Your smell could be an aromatherapy like lavender diffuser or it could be the smell of the dishwasher going you know how it emits like that steamy like mm. cleanness I don't know if you live in a studio apartment like I do that's the smell I smell every night <laughs> when I'm going to bed You're like um, I have no choice so I've chosen to enjoy <laughs> yes exactly and like sight so like maybe looking into changing your bulbs out to red light or to something that's a little bit more mellow maybe it's just lighting candles the and turning on a salt lamp bay. yes <laughs> No, but I just, I think that <laughs> I was kidding. it's important to, yeah, <laughs> it's important to have these positive triggers, if you will, that kind of say, okay, it's time for this routine to start in terms of like sound. Maybe it's like turning on a white noise or a pink noise or a yoga meditation or whatever it may be. And I think that you can apply that to literally anything. So if you're at work, maybe you have an orange 
essential oil. Maybe you have your coffee in the morning and you're ready with the fluorescent lights above you, whatever it may be, and you have specific things that you coordinate or correlate rather with these specific goals, these specific moments in your life that almost like mentally remind you and serve as like a positive trigger that you're going to get this thing done. I think that going back to the five senses is a really great way of creating that culture of winning. It's a really great way of getting 1% better every single day because it's not realistic at the end of the day to have a 30-step nighttime routine. It's not realistic every single day to have you know, a morning routine that's consistent because there are going to be mornings where you're waking up earlier. There's going to be mornings where you're traveling. There's going to be mornings where you're on an airplane or you have to be in the office super early. Running late. But like, yeah, but like, what is that one percent better that you can do for yourself maybe that's just drinking water every single morning before you have your morning coffee maybe that's at nighttime not being on your screen 30 minutes before bed it's that one percent better that's going to allow you to achieve this positive thought this choose happiness every day if you will and I think at the end of the day it's really important to just focus on the positives not in a toxic way not in a way of like you're not acknowledging your feelings again but focusing on the positives and acknowledging that if you focus on the positives eventually they're going to build up on top of each other and you're going to achieve where you want to be yes I love all of that there's so much good stuff that you said and I'm like trying to take mental notes of like what I even want to say in response to that because like that was so inspiring too I love what you said about um I love the idea of backtracking your goals. Just with how in a night routine, it's important to, if you want to be successful in the morning, you have to backtrack to that night routine with what you were saying. And a lot of times, we, I don't think we think of goals that way. We think of like, this is just what it is. Like our morning routine, like that's just what it is. And our goal, like that's just what it is. And like, we need, we need to try, we need to hit the goal. We need to do the morning routine. But it is important to like backtrack and think about like, how am I setting myself up to actually get there just with the night routine like last night I I went to bed a little bit later than I wanted to and like when I when my alarm went off this morning to go to my workout class like I was tired I was like dang it like I shouldn't have gone to bed as late as I did um which is okay it happens but I thought to myself I was like okay like I need to be like tonight I'm gonna be better about like my bedtime like and what time I go to bed because when I woke up this morning I was like okay I'm still gonna get up and go but I was I was I was grumpy about it struggling yeah and um I think it is important to note how, like, note what your present self now can do to, like, help your future self with whatever you're trying to achieve. Um, so, thanks so much for sharing yeah. all, that, all that great yeah. insight. You're so welcome. Thanks for hyping me up. I kind of <laughs> wanted to finish. You just said something that triggered a thought, so I wanted to express it real quick before we wrap up. Um, when you were saying, help your future self with your present self. It reminded me of, I feel like we often picture the version of ourself that has accomplished this resolution, has accomplished this goal, whatever, as someone different than we currently are. So if you're picturing yourself running a half marathon, maybe you're more fit or you're fast or whatever. If you're picturing yourself saving less money or spending less money, maybe you have more things because you've saved uh, things up. And I think that we often like look into the future it's and like, the person you're Maddie that we're envisioning, A and that's Maddie B. Yeah, like the person <laughs> that we're envisioning isn't even the person that we are currently. And going back to what you were saying with like backtracking, I think that that's really important. Like you should be envisioning yourself as the person that you are. And even like if you're creating 
a vision board or a mood board. I know that I enjoy doing this every single year. Um, one of my best friends and I actually do it every year together. And we create a vision board to make our computer background at the beginning of the year. And for the first couple of years, I'd put other people on there. I'd put other people like from Pinterest or like Emma, whatever it may like be. Me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm it's kidding. all you. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> No, it me. is one of those things where like you're never and I hate like you're not going to be Bella Hadid. You're literally you're never going to be that person. Yeah. And if you want to have your own skincare line, instead of putting like Rhodes on there, maybe like put a name of a skincare line that you want. Maybe put different pictures of bottles that you like or something like that or different ingredients that you really want to incorporate into your skincare line. You know, like there's so much I feel like positive that can come out of envisioning yourself Mm -hmm. and not even like manifestation, but just like putting it out there and expressing it and making sure that you're expressing it in a way that includes you. Yes. So making sure that like you were picturing yourself and like you're not comparing yourself to Sally Q who sits next to you. Like, yeah, that doesn't matter. Sally Q is gone in 2023. It literally, yes, it literally (laughs) does not matter what the person next to you is doing it doesn't matter what the people on social media are doing it doesn't matter what the person on your vision board is doing your vision board should be fully focused around you and your goals and I think that it's so important just to kind of picture yourself in these moments because I'm 100% guilty of it too um so I just wanted to make that note because I agree with what you're saying I agree with like you have to put in the work now for your future self. But at the end of the day, your future self is still you. Your future mm-hmm. self is still Emma Roof. It's still Maddie Bears. It's still whoever. And I think that it's important to acknowledge that, like, nothing's going to change. You know, it's you're still you at the end of the day. Yes, absolutely love that. And it is so important to envision your goals as like you're setting those for you. You're not setting them to be someone else. You're setting them to do something for yourself and it's not selfish. And I mean, that's just like, you are who you are. Um, and I think that's so important, especially in the culture with social media and just advertising and everything that we see. It's sometimes, you know, you lose that narrative of this is for you. And it becomes this narrative of you should be this person or you should look like this person or you should do what that person does. So that is absolutely so important that when you are looking at your future, you're looking at an image of yourself. Maybe it's an improved image, but it's yeah. still you. It's still you. It's still you. And it's not the girl that you see online. And it's not the person at your job that's doing better than you. And it's honestly, it should be a comforting thing that like you, like you have control over that. Because if you're trying to like catch up to someone else, like you have no control over them, but you do have control over yourself. So setting those realistic goals, being fair to yourself, and again, like, not trying to make yourself a different person. Picture you as that person that has achieved those things that you want. Um, So thank you guys so much for listening. I hope your 2023 is going great so far, and I hope this can make it maybe a little bit better, give you some encouragement for the new year. If you haven't made a vision board, I know that me and Maddie were actually talking about this yesterday. I haven't gotten around to mine, but that's totally fine. We're not setting numerical constraints on ourselves. So even though it's January 6th, I still have time to do my vision board. Um, So I'm going to do that for the year and just really try to not not put pressure on myself um, for for my goals but at the same time pursue things with passion and purpose and hopefully you can find that 
as well in 2023. Yeah. And and to that point, if you want to make a vision board on August 1st of this year, you go and exactly. do it because do I, it. at the end of the day, like the new year is a great time to start all of these things, but it's not the only time that you can start them. If you're listening to this episode in May or in October, I don't care if it's literally December 1st of next year or of this upcoming year, you can still do that. You can choose any time to make yourself the better version of yourself and you are capable of doing it. Um, we hope that you enjoyed this episode. It was a little bit more chatty. So we, we enjoy our chatty episodes, but we also hope that you took something out of it. Um, next week, we are super excited. We're going to be discussing dry January hot topic. Um, and we have a fun guest coming on for that. So that'll be super fun. Um, if you did like this podcast episode or any of our episodes, please rate and review us. It really does help out the show. Follow us on Instagram at Huga Girls Podcast, H-Y-G-G-E Girls Podcast. Yes. And we'll be back next Monday with another new episode for you all. So happy New Year's, everyone. And until next Monday, stay happy, stay healthy, and stay, stay Huga. Bye, everyone. Happy New Year.